Well, good. Yes, good morning. Uh, my name is Jeff Johnson, and uh, my wife Jeannie is downstairs with the toddlers, and I have my oldest Juliet, Jack, and Jude, and the toddlers are JL and Jared. And I married Jeannie because her name started with a J. Because I wanted to have lots of J's in my family. <laughs> no, yeah, that that I'm just kidding. But it, it turned out that way, and we both like J names, so you know why not? So we went with lots of J's. So, so uh, uh, my testimony. Well, my testimony starts with the Lord Jesus Christ who Amen. came to Earth and he paid a price I could not pay. He came down so I could go up. He died so that I could live. Uh, He was rejected so that I could be accepted. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That was the hardest, I think the hardest part of what Jesus Christ did for us, was being forsaken of his own father, if but for a moment. But to be forsaken of God, if but for a moment, is an eternal, eternal consequence in a sense. So, uh, down throughout the ages, one person trusted the Lord Jesus Christ and told somebody else, and that person told somebody else, and that person told somebody else, and they received the Lord Jesus Christ, and were given liberty from the sin nature within them and given a life within the Holy Spirit of God indwelling. And and these people just couldn't get over it. And one day somebody, a guy on board the USS Constellation, and while my dad was in the Navy during Vietnam, witnessed to my dad. And that led my dad to, to he didn't get saved right then and there, but uh, he it, it led to him dealing with that question, where am I going to go when I die? And uh, long story short, my dad, <laughs> the moment before he got saved, he was running down Lost Highway in Crosby, Washington, with all his might, running from God. He just got down on his knees. He couldn't run him another step. He got down on his knees and said, save me. Just him and God on a lonely road out in the backs, back, uh, backwoods of Washington. And he's my dad. And I grew up in a house with light in it until I was old enough to realize I didn't have any light in me. But I grew up surrounded by light, the light of truth, the light of the Word of God. And uh, I knew one day, I knew I was a sinner because I've got the nature and I sin by choice. And that nature, you know, came from the fall. And while that may not have been my choice, the sin that I did commit was. And for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, and God would love to give you that glory through Jesus Christ one day. And so I got down on my knees one night. I was just struggling with my uh, with my eternal destiny. And I knew, one day I knew, that there was, that was my expected end. 
And uh, I cried out. I, I think I must have struggled with it for a couple of weeks. Man, I was just hid under the covers at night. I was terrified. And I just yelled out and I said, Help! Never got over it. I'm 43 now. I was five years old then. I didn't understand a whole lot, but I knew that. I understood that much. My mom heard me. Middle of the night, woke her up. My dad, he didn't wake up. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> he was he was running the business back in those days, working 18-hour days, dead dog tired at the end of the day. But he always had time. Always had a little time at the end of the day for his kids. I always remember that. I'd walk into his office, you know, and he'd be doing the books and doing the paperwork at night, you know. And I'd always walk in. He'd have a moment. And then he'd get back to work. That was enough. Anyways, my mom came in and sat down and found out what was going on with me and made sure I knew what, why, what I was about. And I got down on my knees with my mom and I prayed God asked to save, get, prayed and asked God to save my soul. And uh, he did. And he gave me a peace, an undercurrent kind of peace. It's not always on the surface, but it's never left me. Even though I've had some close calls, I've been plenty scared at times in life. More, more times than I want. But uh, I've always had that undercurrent of peace, knowing that everything's going to be all right in the end. So that's how I got saved. And, uh, and I thank God for somebody telling somebody, because I eventually told my dad, and, and that's how I ended up here. That's how I ended up up in the household of God, accepted among the beloved and saved, sanctified and sealed as the day of redemption which one day will come, like we sang, oh, uh, when peace like a river. And one day, Lord, haste the day, right? One day will our faith will be sight. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and open our Bibles to, let's see here. Open our Bibles to John chapter 11. This is kind of a sugar stick message, and uh, we're going to look at the life of Martha. And uh, if you've ever heard of Martha, you know Martha by one thing, typically one thing. You know that Martha took, took serving seriously. Martha, uh, she, she was the, the one that was... Uh, you know, a little too much concerned uh, about uh, about serving, and uh, it got it kind of it bugged her a little bit when she didn't have the help from Mary. But that was just a that was just a, a that was just a, a brief blip in her life, and you know she gets this mild uh, a mild chiding from the Lord Jesus about it. Mary, 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 or not Mary, Mary, uh, Martha, Martha, Martha. Thou art careful and troubled about many things. We're not going to look at that part of Martha. We're going to look at the rest of Martha. We're going to find out what makes Martha tick. Where, uh, where did Martha first meet the Lord Jesus Christ? Uh, I, you get the impression that when, well, let's just read the passage. You get the impression that this isn't the, this particular setting isn't the first time that Martha's met Jesus. It's, it's, wouldn't be really, uh, uh, 
wouldn't be really the, 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 the right thing to do to have a guest over for the first time and then complain to them about so-and-so not helping them to, with the... <laughs> so let's read the passage and we'll get the context here. John 11, John 11, chapter 5. And this is, this is, this is the, this is the nitty gritty right here. Verse five, it says, now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for these, uh, momentary expressions in, in, in that you've given us to consider and ponder and There's always, Lord, as, as what little we, we can comprehend of you, Lord, uh, there's way more to you than, than, than meets the eye. And if we were created to be, uh, in your image and in your likeness, even though we've lost some of that through the fall, Lord, I, 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 I thank you for these people's lives that you chose to preserve for all eternity in your holy word. And uh, that we could look at these people and learn from them. And and you, and you put forth certain things for us to consider, but you also try us in the very act of, of, of the thing that you put forth. And, and I believe you do that so that we learn to be careful to consider that there is more to a person than meets the eye. And that as you have grace with us, that we can have grace with others when, when others have a bad moment or a, or a bad day or, or, or overly burdened about something. And, but that's, this is just the only time we, we, we see of it, but we can't, it's, it's not for us to assume beyond, beyond that, but we can, we can try to look and see. Um, the whole person as best as we can, and I think your word in, invites us to do so. So, Lord, with 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 your your help, Lord, I pray that this message would be a blessing to the hearts and uh, a blessing to to perhaps the Marthas here. And uh, I pray in Jesus' name, Amen. We know a little bit about Martha and Mary and Lazarus. These are three siblings. We know a little bit about their character based on what we can read in, in the Gospels. But what we know about them most is that Jesus loved them. Jesus loved them. We know uh, that uh, Jesus went to Martha's house all the time. Martha's house was a great place to be. Um, I remember uh, an aunt and uncle of mine. It was, you know, Grand Central Grand Central Station. You know, just some people's houses are just that way. And I always loved going to their house. It was just a peaceful, comfortable, relaxed place to be. And it was it was it was different than your your normal comfortable, relaxed place to be. It was just just a little special in some way. Um, I remember my uncle, he would, he would break out the banjo every once in a while and, 
pretty soon everybody kind of just wanders into the living room. Pretty soon we're all singing hymns. And everybody grabs an instrument out of the closet or something because musical family there. And and we just have a good time. And those are the kind of places, I think this is kind of like Martha's house, a place you just loved going. And uh, hospitable. Martha's always got, you know, cold cuts on the counter, something to eat, you know. And uh, she's always just kind of bustling around. My my dad had an aunt, uh, Aunt Anita, and she would never sit down. <laughs> Everybody would tell Anita, sit down, Anita. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> quit, quit fussing. Just get out of the kitchen. Sit down. Quit worrying about everybody. Just sit down and be with us. That was Aunt Anita. And uh, I think that was kind of like Martha, you know. Sit down, Martha. <laughs> Settle down. Just just be still for a minute. <laughs> but Martha had a heart for serving. And when you have a heart for something, you, you enjoy it for the most part. Every once in a while, it, it, you know, the, it gets a little overbearing. You know, and maybe you, maybe you get a little weary of it, but that generally speaking, what you have a heart for. You can't always say that's true in every case, but I think, I think more often than not, it is. Jesus said in John 14, he's, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me, shall be loved of my father and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Jesus said, if a man love me, he'll keep my words. My father will love him and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. The Lord abides. You know the Lord, he will abide. He'll always be there. Even unto the end of the world, like he said. The two disciples that uh, were uh, disciples of John the Baptist, and they followed Jesus after, after, uh, after he was passing through, and, and they they said, "Lord, where dwellest thou? Where you, where do you stay?" And the Lord said, "Come and see." And so they did. And. Uh, would we be comfortable if the Lord were to say, where, where, where do you, where do you live? <laughs> come and see. Would we be comfortable in saying, come and see? So about Martha and Mary and Lazarus, they had grit. Just like everybody's got some kind of grit. They've got nuances in their life. They have weights. They've got character. You've got personality. They have circumstances. They have stuff going on in their lives that nobody else knows about except family. And, and family is always wrong, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, But Jesus loves them. Mary had all the responsibilities, it would seem. She had the house, and it would appear she had the weight of caring for her siblings. Uh, you, you don't hear about where Lazarus lived or where Mary lived. 
who just always seemed to be at Martha's house. Uh, her house was Grand Central Station. It was a busy place. There's no mention of a husband for Martha. Maybe she was a widow. Maybe, uh, you know, she was, maybe she married a dud and he put her out the pasture, you know, that kind of a thing. Maybe she had the weight of providing for herself and caring for others. Uh, her sister, Mary, <laughs> Mary appears to be the one that has all the baggage. She had the weight of, of bad decisions in her life. And I mean, you don't have seven devils cast out of you without having made some bad decisions. Um, she was uh, called earlier in the Gospels a sinner. She was criticized for even being present. But Mary loved the Lord, and she put him first. Mary uh, perhaps even suffered a little bit of reproach from her from her sister Martha. Let's read in uh, the gospel here. Let's turn to uh, let's turn to Luke chapter ten. Luke chapter ten, and we're going to get a little bit of a glimpse into this setting. And I like to be a fly on the wall. I kind of like to just observe. And Luke chapter ten. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Now it came to pass as they went that he, Jesus, entered into a certain village. It's not just any old random village. It's a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. One thing is needful. It doesn't mean that nothing else is. You know, Job, uh, Job says, uh, I have esteemed the words of thy mouth above my necessary food. Job says, it doesn't say that food isn't necessary. It just says he's esteemed his word above even that. It doesn't make it non, non of, of no effect or no value. It's still necessary. And, uh, Mary, Mary is, is, is choosing that good part because, because she needs it. She needs that from Jesus. And Jesus said, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let that be taken away from her. She's here and she's getting something very, very important right here. And Martha, Martha, you're just worried about it. He says she wasn't cumbered, it says she wasn't cumbered with stuff, with much serving. It says she was just cumbered about it. And, uh, you know, sometimes that's what makes all the difference in the world is her her altitude was right her attitude just needed a little adjustment and the lord said don't worry about it you're just you're worried about stuff don't worry about it we this is going on right now this is important 
don't worry, I'm not going to criticize you for not having dinner ready on time. <laughs> you know, just, it's okay. It's all right. That's all, that's all he says. Martha, Martha. It's just a, a gentle rebuke. A gentle reminder, hey, it's okay. There's something else going on right now. So, there's a couple of interesting words in this passage that, after I had read through this however many times, I never noticed it before, but I got to wondering, here in uh, verse 39 it says, And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Well, who's the other also? Who also sat and heard his word? Well, the 12 disciples are here, but they're in the background. They're, they're not mentioned in this immediate context. The only other also that you can find is Martha. So when did Martha sit at Jesus' feet? Jesus says, one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part. You know, that good part. Not a good part or the good part. It's that good part. You remember that good part, Martha? You remember that good part? Would you want, would you want to, to, to not have that good part? You remember that? So, where did Martha get her good part? That's, that's the question. And there's more in the title of the messages. There's more to Martha than meets the eye. And uh, I heard a, I heard a message up, uh, brother, uh, um, pastor Aaron Riddle, I think has preached here in the past. And he was preaching in the teen class, uh, a little while ago. And, uh, and it blessed my heart. He preached a message about Mar- Mar- or Martha, preached a message on Martha. And he says, Martha, I mean, he just talked about all of the good qualities that Martha had. Because sometimes you just don't get to hear about the good part of Martha. You always just get reminded about the Martha, Martha, you know. And uh, it was such a blessing to hear his heart and the Lord um, speaking through him on that topic. It was a blessing that uh, Martha was, Martha, there's some good qualities to Martha. They're not to be overlooked by one little bad day or one little moment that she had. And it was a real blessing to me. And, uh, and so, but, uh, Martha is, uh, Martha is somebody who has a lot more influence than perhaps even she realizes. And, uh, we're gonna look at that. We're gonna find out a little bit more about Martha. And it, it's buried, it's hidden, but circumstantially you can find Martha there. And so that good part. So let's turn to John chapter 12. John chapter 12. This is later on. So later on, this is after Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead. And we'll visit that passage in a little bit. But John chapter 12. In verse 1, it says, Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. Simply that. And Martha served. It's just what Martha does. There's no frustration. There's no being cumbered about 
the serving. She just served. This is later on. This is after, after that, just that gentle Martha, Martha, remember, remember that good part. Mary, Mary's getting it now. It's, it's Mary's time. But here we find Mary not helping again. <laughs> Mary, Mary, quite contrary. <laughs> Verse three. Uh, then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because it was a thief and had the bag and bear what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone. Against the day of my burying hath she kept this. For the poor always ye have with you, but me ye have not always. There are some important things and sometimes other important things have to be put aside. And one of the, one of the, the, one of the, the, one of Satan's favorite tricks is to get you to do the right thing at the wrong time. And if he can't get you to do the wrong thing, he'll just try to get the right thing twisted. But Jesus, uh, but, but, but Mary is, Mary's laser focus. She is tuned in. But Mary wouldn't have ever been tuned in if it weren't for Martha. At least that's what I believe. Let's turn to, um, let's turn to John chapter, well, we're in 12, there we go. But there's Martha, again, kind of serving in the background, just taking care of business. She served. Turn to John, uh, chapter 11. John chapter 11, turn back one chapter. <clears throat> John chapter 11, verse 1. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. And he was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Lazarus is sick. Help! And he stays two days longer. Then, verse 7, After that, saith he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. Let's skip down to uh, verse um, 11. These things said he, and afterward that, and after that he uh, said unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Jesus spake of his death. 
But they thought that he had spoken of taking rest and sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there. Whew. That's some tough glad gladness. But he's doing something amazing. He's doing something behind the scenes. He's working in the deeps of people's hearts. To the intent ye may believe. You know, faith is very, very, very important to God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Nevertheless, verse 15, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us go also, let us also go that we may die with him. <laughs> Thomas is getting a few things confused here, but I, you know, um, kudos for, you know, kudos for courage. <laughs> Then, verse 17, then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now, Bethany was nigh in Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off, and many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. But I know... I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Jesus saith unto her, or Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? She saith unto him, verse 27, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had so said, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, the master is come and calleth for thee. Now let's skip down to, to verse 39. So they're going to take away the stone from the cave now. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Jesus said something to Martha, and he's, he's saying, do you remember what I told you? Do you remember? Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldst see the glory of God? Well, I don't find that statement anywhere here in the Gospels. So when did Jesus say that to Martha? When did Jesus say, if thou wouldst believe, you will see something. You will see the glory of God. That means you will see the glory of God. Not right now. 
but you will. And she got to see a glimpse of the glory of God when he raised Lazarus from the dead, sure. But when did Jesus say that to Martha? Well, when it comes to belief, that's usually the first thing that Jesus talks to people about. That's usually the first thing that enters into the conversation when you're dealing with the Lord is belief. So, where did Jesus, or where did Martha first meet Jesus? So let's go, let's go, uh, let's go do a little bit of digging here. Turn to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. Now it's, it's, this is where I believe Martha first met Jesus. Luke chapter 10, verse 17. Actually, no, uh, actually verse 1. Sorry about that. Verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. So what the Lord is doing is he's sending forerunners out two by two and they're going into cities and towns and villages and then Jesus is going to follow and go to those same places. And he says in verse 3, Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Carry neither purse nor script nor shoes and salute no man by the way. And into, here's his, here are his directions. Here's what they're supposed to do. And into whatsoever house ye enter, first say, peace be to this house but they have to enter into that house first. And if the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it. And if not, it shall turn to you again. And in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give. Well, that sounds like Martha. (laughs) Eating and drinking what they give. For the laborer is worthy of his hire. Go not from house to house. So the scenario is the two Two disciples, they go into, enter into a village and, and, uh, they, they knock on the door and, and they inquire. It says here in, uh, I believe it's in, uh, in Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. We're going to read a comparison passage here. Matthew chapter 10. Verse 11, Matthew chapter 10, verse 11, And into whatsoever city or town ye shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till ye go thence. Well, there's the abiding in the house. Go not from house to house. Stay into whatever house receives you. And when ye come into an house, salute it. And uh, the salutation would be peace be unto this house. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, shake off the dust of your feet. Verily I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. So there's some heavy, heavy consequences to rejecting the forerunners of Jesus Christ. And in this context, in this particular dispensation, there's some serious things, but it's very specific. And what they're doing is they're knocking on doors. 
And they're bringing the gospel that the Lord Jesus Christ has given them to bring. And if the first house opens the door, hears it, and shuts the door and tells them to go away, they go to the next house. And they go to the next house and the next house until they are received. And they enter in, and they're not kicked out. And they're received, and the message is received. Well, once they're received into that house, the Lord says, go not to any other house. Stay there until it's time to leave. Well, Martha had to have been that house because when Jesus over in John came to a certain village into the certain house of a certain woman named Martha, that would be the headquarters for that village or that city or that town. And because Martha received the Lord into her home by way of the Two messengers first, and then the Lord later comes. Because she received them, she completely dissolves the risk of that entire village rejecting those two disciples. And then them leaving the village and shaking off the dust of their feet and a curse coming upon that village. Martha has no idea the impact that she has had on her village and her town just because she opened her door and all the neighbors are watching to see where these two nutcases are going, right? <laughs> They're going to Martha's house. Oh, Martha's house. Oh, who are these guys? She let him in? Martha did that which was right when everybody else did wrong. I don't know if Martha was the first house. I don't know if it was the last house. But it was the house that the Lord came to. And I believe that is when Martha sat at Jesus' feet and heard his words. And then got that good part. Like I got that good part when I received the Lord. That peace that passes all understanding, especially when you need it most. And if, and if, <laughs> And if you reject that peace, if you reject that Savior, it will be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of their judgment than it will be for you. One day when the reckoning comes and you're not found written in the book of life that Jesus wrote with his very own blood, That's a serious deal. So let's tally it up. What is there to Martha that doesn't always just meet the eye? If Martha had not received the disciples, we have no idea what would have happened to her village her neighbors. She was a light to that town. She was a light to that village. If the son of peace be there, your peace shall rest upon it, the Lord said. Martha was hospitable when her neighbors were not, even though there was a little risk involved. 
She received those whom her neighbors rejected. She did that which was right when her neighbors did that which was wrong. She took a stand even though it meant bearing reproach. Oh, Martha. Now Martha's got the ilk. You know, Martha's got the reputation. Jesus had come to her house that day, though not in person, but in spirit. And then he later came in person and gave her an opportunity to sit at his feet and hear his words and get something special from him. And she had received him. Now the Lord Jesus would come. The certainty of the disciples as they went was based on where they had gone before, where they had been received previously. The certainty of the house in John chapter 12 was because that was the house that received him. You know, when you receive the Lord, there's a whole bunch of, there's a lot more certainty in your life than before. There's a lot of certainty when you receive the Lord into your, into your home, into your life, into your vessel. I just blew the speakers out on this accident. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> For all those folks listening online, I apologize if I broke your speaker system. All right. The certainty is there. You have a lot of certainty. You have assurance. I know where I'm going when I die. I know where I'll end up. And uh, not only that, but when when Martha met Jesus, there's no doubt she ran and found her sister Martha. Or found her sister Mary. I'm going to get those two mixed up even, even more. So she probably ran and found her sister struggling with demon possession. Seven devils plagued her, oppressed her. And she said, Mary, you need Jesus. Come on. Just like Andrew ran to go find uh, Simon Peter and said, come on, we have found the Messiah. If it wasn't for Martha, what would have happened to Mary? If it wasn't for Martha, we we don't know very much about Lazarus, but we can speculate. Jesus loved Lazarus. Why? Well, if a man keep my words, <laughs> if a man keep my words, I love him. So Lazarus met Jesus, probably through Martha. This is very early on. And so, if it weren't for Martha... If it weren't for Martha, what would have happened to all the people that she influenced? Without Martha, Matt Lazarus might not have been raised from the dead. Without Martha, Mary would have never anointed the Lord before his burial. Everybody else was too late. Without Martha, what would we do without Martha? What would we do without Martha? So, just a little, just a little glimpse into the life of Martha. Because that's all we get sometimes, it's just a glimpse. 
So Martha received the Lord, and it made all the difference in her life and in the lives of others with whom she had influence with, her family, her neighbors, her town, her city. And it's just because she received the light into her home. And she became a beacon even though she didn't even realize it. And she gave other people, she gave them more time. She gave them opportunity. She gave them access just because she received the Lord by faith. She received him by faith. She didn't see the Lord at first. She saw him later. That takes faith. And so the next time a Martha has a bad day, (laughs) the next time Martha has a bad day, just remember that she loves the Lord and the Lord loves her. And if it weren't for Martha, there might be a lot of really great things missing in your life. And so there's a message there for you. So just uh, remember the Marthas in the world and pray for them and love them and uh, just give them the benefit of the doubt when they get a little weary, a little tired from time, time to time. And also to remember that Martha is a great picture of receiving the Lord Jesus Christ into your life and how that receiving of him by faith makes all the difference in the end. And it will. And if you've never asked the Lord Jesus Christ into your life and to save you from your sins because he paid the price and all it is is a free gift to receive by faith even though you haven't met him, you will meet him one day. And so... With that, uh, we'll go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for Martha. Thank you so much for the influence that she had in the life of Lazarus, who oh, had had many, many, many people come to you because because Martha had an influence on him. And Mary, Mary, quiet, quiet Mary working behind the scenes and doing things that nobody else knew about. And um, just, uh, just the little things that make all the difference in the world. It's not the big things. It's, it's the little things, and you have told us to not to despise the day of small things. And so, Lord, we thank you for those who do small things. We thank you for the Gideons in the world who do the big things. But we also thank you for the Marthas who just serve. And so, Lord, uh, I pray that uh, you would bless these saints here and... uh And we love you, Lord, for loving us first. And uh, I pray that you would uh, bless these saints today as they go their separate ways and uh, bless the potluck to come. And uh, I pray 
that if there be anybody here, Lord, it's between them and you. And if they have any questions, they know. They know they can ask. Ask anyone who knows you how to be saved if they're not saved. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.